I think if we want to give this as good of a challenge as possible, mm -hmm. I'll take all dogs. You take nothing but trouble. Okay. And that's good, because it's hard to find the shit from Nothing But Trouble without seeing the movie. Yeah, which I haven't, so. <laughs> yeah, and so really, just look up a bunch of clips from Nothing But Trouble. <laughs> We're just... Oh, I looked up N-O-T-H-I-N, and the first thing that come up was Nothing But Trouble. Watch online. Oh, God. Do you think it's because they can hear us talking about it? No, it's because a few days ago I looked up Nothing But Trouble. Watch online. Oh. <laughs> Part of me... <laughs> what did you just see? <laughs> oh, no. Like, what like, did you just see? I need you to look up Nothing But Trouble full movie. And scroll down to where Google has the cast? Oh my god! Dead Aykroyd! Everybody's favorite performer, Dan Aykroyd! Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time, it's time, it's time for a load. I'm talking about a load, a load of BS. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, a load of BS, the greatest show on the planet featuring the two best damn men of all time, and I'm talking about he, the B, to the L-A-K-E, it's Blake Tanner! God damn it, it happened again. I got just so distracted. You got you zoned out again? It's been a long week. <laughs> between recordings, between me, the B, and you, the S, Scotty Moore. That's right, buddy. It's the most, I think, the most delayed recording ever. No. I mean, shit, my power went out last night. That never happened. Yeah, the God did not want it to happen last night, but we are back. Today. I also found I discovered the luminosity of candles. Candles can light a lot of shit up. Dude, candles are dope as shit. I love candles. Makes shit all smell good and stuff. Yeah. That's the most intelligent sentence I've ever said. Candles. <laughs> Me like candles. Me like... Candles smell good, yes, sir. Me like candles. Candles smell decent. Um, so, how nude... Do you have to be for public indecency? Because I definitely just went out to grab my show notes without pants on. Like, I didn't even bother. Like, last time I bothered I mean, with a robe. This time it was just full me undies out and about. As long as your wet willy's not flying in the breeze, you're fine. As, no, no, no. Yeah, it was all packaged. It was all put together. Okay. Also, in the chat, Miss Jenny side asks, which candle smells do I smell? Oh, man. You know, so uh, right now I've got some, I think it's cranberry scented candles I, right now beside me. I don't have one anymore. I used to have one that was supposed to be like a green, no, it wasn't green apple, but it was something similar and it straight up smelled like Fruit Loops and it was the greatest thing I ever owned in my plant in, in, on the planet. Um, now the other day at work, welcome to Candlecast with the BS, the brand new candle review show, uh... I work right beside the home section, and I just go over there and just sniff whenever I'm crazy. Like, whenever I'm bored, I'm like, I'm just going to go on a sniffing spree. Sniff all the candles I can, because you're a fucking liar if you say you don't enjoy going out and sniffing candles. I like candles. I like when I actually find one I like the smell mm -hmm. of. And so I went over the other day, and I smelled one that was like Valencia Orange. And I got taken back. I got transported to my childhood, into a candy that I could not remember. And I spent the next two hours violently sniffing this candle like a psychopath in the corner, like, hmm, <sighs> Flintstones vitamins? No, it's not that. <sighs> Pixie stick? No. And then finally I had to go to, like, one of my, one of the managers and was like, look, man, smell this fucking candle. And I shoved it in his face and he just went, Pez. Fuck, you're good! Yes! <laughs> oh, I love me some Pez. Yeah, dude. 
Pez, those little tiny. Did you ever collect Pez? No, I never got into it. Yeah, I did. And it's not something I'm proud. It's on par with when I used to collect belly washers. Do you know what belly washers are? I do, yes. I remember those fucking commercials. Dude, I had... Belly washers, belly washers. <laughs> Hold on! I have never seen these commercials, but it's one of some horrifying man just going, Belly washers, belly washers. There's something like that in there, yes. Dude, I had... Well, the thing is, you couldn't get them around here. I don't know how it was up near Birmingham, but around me, you couldn't find them anywhere. Like, we were lucky to find any belly washers, which was surprising, because I think their headquarters was, like, right by Six Flags. So I don't... Um. Yeah, I know. So, one day, I come home, and my dad has this giant cardboard box. I'm like, Dad... What is this, Papa? What have you brought for me? He rips it open. There are like 50 fucking belly washers in this thing. All of them empty. And I never used them as a water bottle. I just like had them in my room, sat up somewhere. I I sent Tibbs um, the link that you can get. (laughs) Tibbs just belly washer, belly washer. It was a chorus of people singing. Skip to 17 if you would like to just get to it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, so, I am guilty. I'm a guilty man of the most... I think it's because I've been doing a lot of a Norm MacDonald impression lately. And... I'm sorry. I was watching the Belly Washer commercial. <laughs> so I couldn't hear. Um, no, I got so mad today at someone not laughing at a joke until I realized how shitty the joke is. Hmm? It's like, literally, it was some old lady walking through, and, the la- like, I just looked at her, I'm like, hey, may I help you today? And instead of just being like, oh, no, I'm fine, or no, 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 she goes, I'm just browsing, and I couldn't help myself. I couldn't hold it in. I just said, well, I'm just Scotty. Nice to meet you. And she just stared in horror at me, like, what the fuck did you just say? And I was like... Do you not get it? I just browsing. I'm just Scotty. Nice to meet you. Oh, you piece of shit, <laughs> dude! It was like those like I wonder why they did it TV shows of just like why did this dad go crazy and murder everyone? It's just like because someone said I'm hungry, and he said I'm hungry. I'm dad. They did not laugh. Mm-hmm. Today, oh, you have to laugh today on sixty minutes. We are looking inside the mind of a very depraved man. And then it's just nothing but dad jokes. And it's actually Norm MacDonald the whole time. Just all Norm MacDonald. It's all Norm Mac- Dude, I went batshit the other day. I think we were watching Raw or something, like, last week. And um, I swear to God, my mind stopped working during commercial breaks. And I just started telling really shitty jokes as Norm MacDonald. It was like I got bit by a by a fucking werewolf and the full moon had come overhead and I was just like, Whoa, whoa, hold on. Oh god, someone save me. Someone hey, 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 how you doing there, Blake Tanner? Let me tell you a story, you little jokester here. Alright. Oh, I don't wanna if I want this. No man. Alright, so there's a uh, there's a man, he owns a suit store. You ever you ever own a suit store? No? No. Oh, okay. Well, he owns a suit store, and his man comes in. His eyes are fucking they're red, glossed over. He's got a bad hoodie on. Looks like a piece of real piece of shit. Walks up, walks up to the uh, suit store owner and says, Man, I need a job more than anything in the world. Suit store owner looks at him and says, Well, I'm not giving you a fucking job. You look like a, you look like a homeless Jack White. And so, you know, homeless Jack White leaves the store a couple of days later. You ever leave a store? <laughs> I mean, yeah. All right, well, I see you understand this part of the story. A couple of days later, same fucking guy walks back in the store. He says, excuse me, sir, I really need a job. And the suit store owner says, no, get out of here or I'll fucking call the cops on you, you fucking piece of shit. He is a real bad guy. Anyways, third day, guy comes back and he says, can I have a job? And so the suit store owner, he says, all right, you know something, I'll, I'll make you a deal. 
and he pulls out a suit. It looks like the Incredible Hulk came on a blazer. Is how ugly and green this piece of shit was. And the pants look like fucking Ronald McDonald's piss. And he hands it to the guy and he goes, Well, if you can sell this suit, it's better this suit right here. You ever own a suit? Is this going anywhere? You ever own a suit? <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> he says, If you can sell this suit that's been in the store... <laughs> This is this is comedy suicide on your part. This is like this is a comedy murder suicide right now because you are killing me and yourself. No, no, it's fine. All right, check this out. No, you're lucky because this was originally my idea for the entire second segment of the fucking show. So he hands the guy the, the suit and he goes, "All right, if you can sell this suit by the time I'm off lunch." You got yourself a job, you Cherry Garcia-looking motherfucker. Oh, shit, his name was Jerry Garcia. I'm sorry. Anyways, and so the guy goes to lunch. He has a fucking Chipotle or something. You ever have Chipotle? <laughs> okay, I'm, you have 30 seconds. Okay, so he comes back from his fucking Chipotle lunch. <laughs> and he... And he looks in his store, and the whole store is torn up. There's suits everywhere. They're ripped apart. In the back of the store, he finds the guy sitting there. His clothes more tattered than they were before. Blood pouring out of his eye. He's got cuts all over him. And he goes, what the fuck happened to my store? And the guy goes, well, I sold your suit. You'd be so proud of me. Where's my contract? And he goes, all right, that's not the, that's not the fucking question anymore. The suit, the store is ruined. You're clearly seeing that, right? He's like, sir, I'll tell you what, that suit, it flew out the shelf so quickly, I couldn't, could barely hang on to it. And he goes, okay, peppy Sylvia, calm your shit down. What the fuck happened to my store? He goes, well, you're at 45 seconds. <laughs> This is it. He goes, well, well, I'll tell you what, the guy, the guy walked out of the store, he loved his suit more than anything, but his C&I dog got pissed as all hell at me. C&I dog? You get it? <laughs> the guy was blind. That's how he's, Blake, Blake, <laughs> you ever have a C&I dog? <laughs> Hey, you know this podcast, A Load of BS? I used to think it was really funny until this one moment when they talked. And they, they told this horrible, horrible joke for five minutes in their intro. Oh, even Miss Jenny son. Miss Jenny son, you should be on my side here. You're no, my, you shouldn't. You're my, you are right. You're my girl. That was terrible. I hope you feel bad. Oh, God. Well, you talked about going to the store earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ever go to a store? But I went to a store earlier today, actually. Yeah. Um, after stuffing myself full of CeCe's Pizza for <laughs> Memorial Day. Um, and we went to the Asian supermarket that was next door to, to the CeCe's. Uh, um, you ever go to there were so many wonderful things. You ever go to an Asian market? They had live fish that if you pick them out, they would slaughter them in front of you. Um, they had shrimp the size of my head um, with legs that were longer than both of our combined phalluses. <laughs> Fuck, um, okay. And they also had the world's most wonderful fruit that I think is underrated and it doesn't deserve the flack that it gets. They had about a dozen frozen durians. Ain't that the shit fruit? The one that smells like shit? Now listen, this, <laughs> sir, this, this is what has been pushed on you by Big, by bi big Apple. Big Apple. And <laughs> Big Banana. By Big New York. That this, that this... <laughs> This, this fruit is horrible, it smells bad, it's terrible for you. Now listen, that's all true. <laughs> but. Now listen, listen. 
Yes, it's real shitty. <laughs> if you freeze it, though, it doesn't smell. Okay, so that's why you got frozen durian. I Well, that's why I wanted to get frozen durian, and we were going over to our friend Josh's place, because they had just bought an apartment, right. and they just moved in, and I was just going to buy a durian, and kind of nonchalantly just leave it somewhere that they wouldn't think to look. Blake Tanner, how dare you! Well, you this, never found the one in your house. This started out as a nice compliment about the durian fruit. And you slowly turned it into some sort of sick Borat joke. <laughs> well, it was going to be a good housewarming present. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, the house would be warmed. I'll tell you that. Well, their um, their AC unit doesn't work, so yes, it definitely would. Like, you would have turned their house into what I turned this podcast into after that five-minute Norm MacDonald bit. <laughs> the house of shit, yeah. The house of and look, that would really help with them getting their AC unit back on, though, because the landlord or the superintendent would pop in and be like, oh, shit, we have really, really screwed the pooch on this. Here, let me give you a free two-bedroom apartment. Yeah, here you go. Take this. And then I could live in the other bedroom. Exactly. That was the long con, Scotty. That's the long plan. I did this for us. Oh man, it's uh, is it bad my mind is still going off Norm McDonald jokes? Because we've got a guy at work and he's not like Norm McDonald. He's just like have you ever met a charming old guy who has like a dictionary of jokes? Oh god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that guy and he's the best dude ever. And so anytime I have to rebut is that the proper term? Anytime I have to rebut one of the jokes, I immediately go into Norm MacDonald mode and tell one of those. And he's just like, all right, that's a good joke. Um, like, uh, one of his favorites is, of course, do you know how the Pillsbury uh, Doughboy's wife died? How? <laughs> Yeast infection. But it was a very, it was a very, it was a pretty beautiful service. It was at 340, it was at 375 for five, for five minutes. There weren't a lot of people there, but there was a lot of flour. Like, he will go on for five minutes. <laughs> okay, it's cheating to use Tibbs in the chat against me. It's cheating. I was in World War II, and this is killing me more than the Nazis. Damn it, Tibbs. <laughs> he can always count on Tibbs to make something slightly offensive. Yeah, of course. I mean, dude, come on. A good joke never hurt anybody. No, then that's why Tibbs still exists. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because if it did hurt, he would be dead. He would be he would be murdered at this point. I mean, I don't know how Tibbs is a completely different person, but well, he's listening. He's in the chat. He's our official. I'm spoke. I mean, he is sitting right off camera for me. Yeah. Like he's on a laptop. Yeah, yeah. He lives in my basement, by the way. Yeah, that's the weird thing for me is the fact that, like, for those of you who do not listen to the great podcast Fight Boys, uh, Captain Tibbs, like, he owns a wrestling company. He should have his own, like, his own place. No. Because no. I know, like, Silver Spoon, like, when we do the show, like, Tibbs just kind of comes on, but we have to go to a completely different call for Silver Spoon. That's a different guy altogether. Well... Tibbs, Tibbs is a multi-millionaire. I thought you were about to say multi-dimensional being, and I was about to lose my shit. Well, I mean, he is. Yeah. N don't get me wrong. Like, mm -hmm. he can travel where he wants, when he wants, but <laughs> for some reason, he just prefers my basement. Yeah. What? And even after you moved, like, you'd think he would have stayed in the old place, but no. He moved with you. Yeah, it's also weird because he doesn't like me calling him Grandpa, even though he's my Papa. Whoa, Blake, I think that might not be Tibbs. I think that might be the ghost. That might be the ghost of your Papa. I mean, no, he's wearing the hat. <laughs> oh, okay, well then it's fine. Also, we've already got enough familial, familial problems with Tibbs and JWF. We don't need to add that you're his fucking grand, grandpappy son. Well, I am, but the, I mean, there's not, like, a JWF wrestler that is. Oh, okay, I see. So, like, the what, 
I'm sorry. I every once in a while, there's this wrestler in JWF named Blake Tanner who looks a lot like you, and I get confused every once in a while. It's it's an easy, it's an easy confusion it's an easy to make. Thing. We are. This is really bad podcasting. This is the best podcast we've ever done, and I'm definitely calling it comedy suicide. <laughs> oh man, it's oh. fuck, dude. All I can think this is. The best way I can... This episode is pure BS in multiple... It's pure bullshit, but it's also the purest form of why we started this, which was me and you sitting in the car speaking almost a different language because other people would be like, we don't know what they're saying, but it's really funny, I guess. They seem to be having a good time. Um, okay. And to go full circle, that, of course, was all spurned on by Captain Tibbs. Yeah, exactly. Captain Tibbs is lovely and horrible sometimes, mm. but mostly lovely. Uh, this reminds me of a story, and not really. It doesn't remind me of anything, but since we're just getting stories off of our belt, I feel like I need to talk about Gravygate 2018. What? Um, so, every Thursday morning in the office that I work at, um, there is a group, like, there is a guest lecturer for a better term and this person normally talks about medical bullshit that i'm like not paid enough to understand right and nobody would ever go to these things unless our division ordered breakfast for everyone (laughs) unless we ordered a giant bucket of gravy and so what happens is after the um, after the meeting, I would go and pick up the leftovers because there was always a lot of leftovers, yeah. and bring them over to our admin office. Yeah, you've said you've talked about this before because didn't you? Yeah. Didn't this how you got like the giant gallon of coffee that one time? It is. Yeah. <laughs> um, except a couple weeks ago, it was very different breakfast. Normally, it's like bagels from Panera and shit, and yeah. like a bunch of coffee. A couple weeks ago, it was a full-on breakfast. It was the level that you would get at a fucking Marriott that had its own breakfast buffet. Oh, shit, dog. And I don't know if any of you listening have ever been out to a hotel that serves a breakfast buffet, but that shit is the best. It's the bomb! They had a full tank of bacon that they did not touch <laughs> um damn it Blake. they had now i've got to call the episode tank of bacon tank of ba- <laughs> there was i ate so much bacon that day i'm i can't um there was also like gallons of powdered eggs oh no in in a buck it's it wasn't a bucket but it was like a bin and a bin of eggs in a tank of bacon yeah. There was also a very large container of just gravy. And this gravy container and all of these were set on these little stands. And under those stands were little, like, you know those burners that they put under your food to keep it warm? Like, I just need you to choose your next words carefully because I'm very terrified of you just panning your camera to the right and a five-gallon bucket of gravy will be on your carpet. I would love that, but it wasn't on my carpet. Okay, okay. Um, Because as I was like, I've got to be very careful with these, I didn't notice that there was a burner under the gravy. And also, as you know, gravy is half liquid and very heavy. What's, I hold on, that what's mother- the other half? You said half liquid, what's the other half of the gravy? I don't know, fucking flour, whatever you use to make goddamn gravy. <laughs> it's half liquid and half meat. There's a, there's a good bit of meat in it, yup. And meat juice. There is definitely meat juice in gravy. Um, so I go to pick this up, and it's pretty, it's a little hot, so I decide, oh, I'm just gonna move my hand a little bit. Yeah. Bad idea, because it warped the container that the gravy was in just enough (laughs) that the whole thing, it was just made of, like, um, aluminum. Like a very light aluminum thing. It crumpled like a piece of fucking paper and spilled 
all over my jeans, oh. all over the floor, all over everything. I just want to say in the chat, Miss Jenny side has answered our question because in response to what's the other half besides liquid, she just says the other half is gravy. Basically. It's half liquid and half gravy. Um, so you're just a nasty because... gravy boy now. At that point, yes, I am. And this is the perfect point where one of the um, people or one of the IT people who runs all of the meetings and stuff yeah. and, like, sets up for it come, decides to come in just as it crumples on me. Like, he says hi, and I say, how's it going? And then, oh, no. His immediate words were, oh, shit. I don't know Damn. why, but I'm picturing, do you remember, oh god, was it Dear Sister, the old SNL sketch? <laughs> the gravy spills on your pants, like, ooh, what you say, oh, that you only made well, and the other guy tries yeah. to run in, and then gets gravy on him, and then, ooh, what you say? Just a, it was also the end of, what was that fucking horrible television series? Uh, Lost. <laughs> yeah, it was Lost, <laughs> when everybody shot each other. With the gravy um, monster. <laughs> yep. So, he says to me, yeah. it's all good, you clean, just clean yourself up. Um, <laughs> no, you, you clean, you get cleaned up, I can handle the rest. Yeah. To what, to that point, I'm like, no, I caused this mess. I'm going <laughs> to take every tiny napkin that I have collected today for breakfast, and I'm going to meticulously clean up the ground from the gravy that I've spilt. I will find my way. I can go the distance. The distance. Clean up I'll gravy. Be dead. If I can be strong. And I'd wipe for a moment. <laughs> just to see gravy smile. Oh. Um. So yes, I spent the next 20 minutes cleaning gravy up. And by the time I got the good, good breakfast to our office they're like what took you so long now, could they um, not... and i said oh it's just a different kind of breakfast it took a little bit longer i got caught up yeah. with talking to one of the it guys why is there gravy all over your where's the gravy <laughs> why hold on i think they answered their own question with why is there gravy all over your pants and also where is the gravy what happened to the i ate it I ate it, and I'm a very messy boy, and they're all on my pants. It was just real messy, and I took the... So, to satiate my utter embarrassment, I ate... Your gravy lust. ...a lot of bacon. And you ate from that tub of bacon like a vicious animal. And I did nothing else for the rest of that work day, because I was covered in gravy. That's right, Blake. But, you know, I'm looking in the chat, Blake, and I'm seeing someone. Seeing somebody important. Seeing Miss Jenny's side, but do you know why she's important? Why is that? Because Scotty? she is one of the official patrons of the BS. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Miss Jenny's side and many others have joined at patreon.com slash a load of BS to support the entire BS network. So she supports a load of BS. She supports Fight Boys. She supports Opposite Attractions. She supports the brand new show, Fun Fiction. And of course. Thanks to getting shouted. Thanks to that, she gets shouted out every single week on BS, like Miss Jenny Side does, like the Patreon Saint herself, Deborah Moore, like Scott Moore, like Elvis Edgehart, like all of your favorites. And that's all because they support the BS over at patreon.com slash a load of BS. Now, Blake, I think, um, I think... Is there like a, uh, what was the, what's the opposite of the Oscars? The Razzie? Yeah, is there that for podcasting? Because I really want to submit that first segment. Because I enjoyed it, but... But it was horrible. But it was the worst thing ever. It was just Gravy Boy and Norm MacDonald and Chaos. And I've been sitting on Gravy Boy for a while, so you knew it was bad that I had to pull one of those you out. You were just like, I gotta get the gravy out, man. I gotta do this. Because I have at least three others yeah. that I have. I don't remember what I was thinking. Wait, really? Are you like me, where you just write down like three words, like fudge, ripple, candy, and you're like... Yep. I kind of got rid of one of them in the, um, in the 
in the rev up, which is just says mom and her sticky traps. Oh, if you're talking about your animals, dude, no, straight yeah. up. I had a, uh, I've had a Stuart little situation at my house. I've had a rat running around and like, at first I could tell what he was going for. Cause I had a pack of Ritz crackers by my bed and homeboy would just come out every night, snag him a Ritz and then go back. And then we put peppermint oil. Cause that's supposed to scare him away. Put peppermint oil, and then he just found a spot in my desk, and that's worse, because if he's by my yep. bed, I can at least be like, okay, rat's here, rat's here to stay. When he's by my desk, he's trying to climb up shit on my wooden desk, so in the middle of the night, all I heard was like... That's the worst sound to hear. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, cool, I'm gonna fucking die tonight. And so I finally looked at my dad, because I don't, I, like, I don't want to kill it. I don't want to kill a mouse. He's a sweet boy. Yeah. And so I looked at my dad. I'm just like, there's a mouse in my room. Can you guys just, like, figure figure it out? Because, like, I didn't know what to do. I'm like, I, I don't know a humane way. I know we don't have humane traps. And so my dad's like, yeah, we can put down a, gl- a glue trap for him or a mouse trap. And I'm like, no, that all sounds kind of fucked up and inhumane. He's like, ah, don't worry about it, son. I'll take care of it for you. Like, I've made it clear that do not kill this fucking rat. I Please don't. I love him. I don't want him. But I don't want him near me. I don't me. want him to live in my house, but I love my little Stuart Little. Then a few days later, I come home. Well, son, don't worry. Your rat problem is solved. Oh, no. He's outside with the rest of his friends. I'm like, he's dead, isn't he? He's dead as shit. <laughs> He's dead as hell. I killed that motherfucker. Well, I killed him. I killed him. Well, no, the worst is the fact that then he's like, also in case there are more, there are more traps hidden throughout your room, like one under your bed and one by your desk. And all I could think was like, oh, by the way, don't go feeling under your bed. That's what I was thinking. I'm just like, could you give me a precise location, Papa? Because I don't want to come down with, like, a broken finger one day because your intense-ass trap has broken my hand while I was trying to find something under my bed. But, Blake, now let's get into the real segment, too. Oh. Well, that reminded me of a story, but I can save that. You remember my cinnamon ant story. Whoa. Start over. Start over, my boy. What? Oh. You remember back when I lived in the trailer? Yeah. And I had this horrible, horrible ant problem. Yeah. Where every summer, regardless of whatever we would do, ants would start infesting our house. And I would find random trails of fire ants going to different places. Like once I found them, like there was a dead, dead bug in a corner of my room and there was a trail of ants to it. Well, one day the ants found out Hmm, there's some crumbs under this bed that this guy has. We're going to infest the bed. And to that point, I once again committed an ant genocide. Oh, I, I, um, I, destroying the I, I've ants. pulled an ant Hitler a few times. Yeah, Um. and until like I saw where they were coming from, and I remembered that ants don't like the smell of cinnamon. So I decided to put a warding ring of cinnamon <laughs> around my bed to keep the ants away, and it fucking worked. Like a fucking Winchester brother would. <laughs> it's like, all right, they're staying out. Um, now, I, I think, I, yeah, I've done ant genocide a few times, but the one that I remember is actually in the apartment complex we were talking about earlier is the fact that there... I I think it was because I had a gingerbread house that I just left in my trash can for too long, and ants were all up on that shit. They're like, wow, not Mm -hmm. only is he giving us food, he's giving us a place to live. And so they all started swarming that, and then one day, like just a mixture of... I can't remember what it was, some ant killer and a vacuum cleaner, and I was just like... Frostakinder! Heil! 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 Nope, okay, we're cutting that one down. <laughs> no, it's fine. Look, hold on. That's You got a Hitler joke, you got a Nazi joke, I get a Nazi joke. <laughs> That's how it works. Um, Dude, I remember... Okay, here's the... Th- <laughs> Thank you, Captain Tibbs. 
Um, I think. Do you remember, like, as a kid, things being, like, a lot bigger? Like, problems being a lot bigger? Yeah. Well, I thought you meant physical stuff, but yeah, problems. Well, yeah, yeah, that that as well. Like, I mean, like, one time I swear to God I didn't clean my room for a while, and I thought I had legitimately Mount Everest of toys in my room. It was this <laughs> massive pile of toys, but I remember one time we bought one of the... Do you remember when they were, like... Boys can't have easy bake ovens, so we're gonna give them the queasy bake oven. That way, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, well, I mean, a little sexist and fucked up because guess what, fuckers? I still got an easy bake oven. I don't give a shit. It was dopest. Easy bake ovens had better recipes. It really did. Uh, anyways, I left everything underneath my bed, including the like mixes and the sugar and all that. Oh, buddy. I, my carpet was pure black in my small six-year-old mind. Like, it was nothing but blackness in my room from all of these ants entering. It was insane. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to remember if there were any other... Like, I had that, like, three or four times when I was a kid. Like, I remember it happening. I left a... I don't know how this got in my room, but I left a bag of McDonald's in my room... We left for vacation, came back, and oh, shit was going down, my boy. It's always when you leave for vacation, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Leaving for vacation is... Why do people go on vacation? It's the worst thing. You're going to come back and ants are going to be all over everything. Mm-hmm. That's why I have a staycation. That's right, Blake. But, you know, actually, this is a perfect segue into what I actually wanted to talk about for segment two, which is the fact that, you know, a long time ago on this show... We came up with the BS, like, layer. Our layer, which was a giant beer pong cup. And it had a cardboard cutout of Ric Flair that gave you Smirnoff Ice. And that's all I yep. remember. Um, we need... He was like the butler from The Legend of Zelda Wind Waker. <laughs> yeah, that's what he was. Um, but, with summer coming up, we need the BS, like, vacation retreat. We need the BS, like, retreat for all of our listeners to come hang out in and party in. Okay, so it's in Panama City. Well, clearly it's in Panama City, dude. Like, nowhere else would have us. Yep. Only the city where I once almost made out. Actually, no, I think I did. Make out with a 16-year-old former math addict. That's the only place this would work. Well, that's the thing. It's not even Panama City Beach. It's Panama City. <laughs> so, like, we're not on the beachfront at all. <laughs> we're further no. inwards. Actually, Panama City is basically like downtown Oxford. Well, no, I will say, you remember that really shitty, um, like, almost amusement park we went to when we went to Panama City? Oh, yeah, that was fun. Well, I think, which, by the way, uh, I went back to that place once, and it got surprisingly even worse. Oh. Like, the spooky, scary maze uh, at the end of it had, like, this section where it was just this giant inflatable balloon you had to crawl next to. And all it did was trigger claustrophobia, and when you got to the end, there was a giant shark that just stared you in the face. And I, okay. I was fine. The person I was with, who was already freaking out because of claustrophobia, did not enjoy it as much. So uh, I think we take that place and we make it our own. We keep the Ferris wheel, definitely. But Okay, that's fine. But other than that, I'm seeing a giant building. Do we shape it like a red Solo cup or do we make it like a typical building? I think at this point that's our that's on brand for us. Like like maybe a giant bottle of whiskey at this point. Uh, okay. I, I like that. Well, you know, a giant bottle of whiskey could almost look like a a skyscraper. Like almost. Yep. So like that and then there's like a smaller area up top which are where the penthouses aka where we are are. And I like the idea of it almost being like a Pokemon gem of partying. You feel we're still gonna have the go kart tracks, right? Yes, obviously, except for the really shitty go kart track, 
where literally their entire like concept for it was we put a lot of slippery shit on the track and gave you the shittiest go-karts we have. <laughs> so that's the only one we're going to take out. But other than that, we're keeping that. We're keeping the cool arcade. Um, and also I think they have this weird Ninja Turtles merry-go-round that we're keeping. But then at the back of it is a giant whiskey bottle that's like a Pokemon gym, but of partying. Now, I need you to help me figure out what that means. Um, it means that there's going to be a weird fucking maze that you have to get through. And every time you see a dude or you make eye contact with someone... You have to take a shot. Yeah, they, um, they get a big exclamation mark above their head and they give you a different type of drink. And you have to... You have to drink more than they do to keep going. Yeah, but what if you both empty? I think if you both empty, it's counted as a draw, and you can keep going. Well, it's like in Pokemon, where if you empty, you white out, and you have to go to the nearest <laughs> Pokemon Center. You wake up, and you're at a nearby bar, and you're like, what happened? Where am I? Well, pal, we've, we've healed up all of your Pokemon, and now you can go back. You can try again. You can try again if you'd like. Also, I really like that all the bars in Panama City have the same person working at them. Bartender Joy. Damn right. He's just like, yes, come with us. Now, Miss Jenny said has proposed something that I feel like isn't on brand for us, but she said, what if you don't drink? Well, that's what the go-kart tracks are for. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I love the idea that there's this awesome, giant adventure one person can go on, and then the non-alcoholic friend is just on this one shitty go-kart track going around and around in circles. Well, we've also got an arcade. There is also You don't have to drink at the arcade. Or what if there's... What is... Because, like, with alcohol, you have to stop drinking or else you'll vomit or something. Is there a non-alcoholic equivalent to that? And I immediately started thinking of spoiled milk, and that's less fun. Yeah, no. Let's just give him the arcade. <laughs> I tried. I tried to include them, and you're like, nah, fuck those guys. Just let them have the arcade. Actually, we I mean, we could call. There's a we could call BS Towers like the bar. That could be the bar. So I mean, like. If you're going in there, you're going in there. Drink. Yeah, I mean, you. The only thing is, you ju you just have to pay a cover price at the front, and like all your drinks are free. Yeah, yeah, that's the situation. But also, well, hold on. I like the idea we play it like an eating challenge, which is the fact that if you make it to the top, all those drinks are free. If you white out and end up at a local bar, you're gonna wind up with a tab that is very high. We would probably have to make people sign some waivers for that. Yeah. Uh, wait, hold on. The waivers that we would start killing people in our giant tower? Well, no. That's why we have That's why we have Alcohol Nurse Joy. Alcohol Nurse Joy! So, Blake, I'm realizing that we have quite possibly made the shittiest summer retreat of all time. Well, I think that, like, <laughs> what we're missing, we need two more things. Okay. To make it a great beach vacation. We need... Well, the beach is there, technically. You just... Yeah. It's not well, near us. What we need is a mini golf course. Oh, shit. They didn't have a mini golf... Actually, no. I think there's one across the street, and I'm sure we could buy it. Probably, yeah. That's what we need to now, do. Now, wait. We need a mini golf course. What's our theme? What's our mini golf... Because, like, some have, like, Aztec temples. Some have, like, defeat the Kraken. What's ours? Oh, every hole is just a bit from our podcast oh shit so there's like the the last one if you make like you, you know the last the 18th hole on every mini golf course like something cool happens if you get a hole in one if you get a hole in oh, one yeah. in this one it just goes woo, and then a giant animatronic rick flair rises up and is like big man go across the street right now you get into the tower for free Woo! Coming to you live from the nature boy. Woo! Yeah, exactly. And th that hole is strewn with nothing but 
empty liquor bottles. And unwrapped condoms. <laughs> unwrapped BS branded condoms. Yeah, yeah. That's a deep cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, by the way, um, I still have the design. If we ever make a condom, I have the design on my computer yeah. ready and raring to go. Now, the other thing we need is the actual beach. So what I'm proposing is we um, build a boardwalk from us straight to the beach. <laughs> I want you to remember how far away this was from the beach. Oh, it was a good mile. <laughs> I know. Now, what, I'm just saying, I like, like build a boardwalk, you get to walk straight there, maybe you even get, like, go-karts. Well, not only that, I do like the idea that this gives us, like, shops we can put in. Because, like, we could rival, and I know this is a deep cut for anyone who just never been to Panama City Beach, Florida, but we could rival Pier Park with all of the shops we put along our boardwalk. Yeah. Now, I think we've got it. There's one last thing we need to do, and that is every time you go to the beach, having a good time, you're enjoying yourself. What's the problem? Oh, you brought your grandparents with you, like always on vacations. Hmm? So what's our grandparent thing? What's the thing? Because like an old person won't be able to walk up the stairs of the Pokemon thing. They won't be able to walk down the boardwalk. Their heart will stop if they ride the roller coaster. So like... What's our old people thing? Do you have an idea? Or do no, you Blake. Mind? That's why I asked the question. A quiet little reading area. <laughs> that fills their heads with propaganda that what is going around them is not debauchery. No, and every time you open the door, instead of a chime, it says, Fuck you, old lady. And then it just cuts off. We respect the elderly here at the BS Vacation Lodge, and we hope you'll enjoy it as well, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, I did. I wanted to give them a quiet reading area. No, 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 no. It's quiet, except for that initial, fuck you, old lady, afterwards. Well, it's just quiet enough that they won't be able to hear also, it. Also, there's massage chairs. Of course. So I think that's, you know what, I'm allowed. Like the good Brookstone shit. Yeah, I'm allowed to tell an old woman to fuck off if I can put her in a Brookstone chair immediately afterwards. That's just how the law is. Mm-hmm. All right. But you know what else is the law? Buying shit? Buying, not just shit, buying merch over at merch.alotapurebeat. Buying our shit. Buying our shit. <laughs> it is law to buy our shit over at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Merch.aloadofpurebs.com. You can get shirts for all your favorite BS network programs. Fight Boys, Opposite Attractions, Fun Fiction, and of course, a load of BS. We have the brand new My Little BS shirt where me and Blake are tiny little ponies and it's adorable as shit. In fact, uh, my co-host on Fun Fiction, Miss uh, Brenna Clark, she owns one, and it's adorable as shit. And then, of course... I still didn't sign off on that shirt. Well, hold on. Do you like the next one that we're going to be debuting in about a week, which is, of course, the on... On court... Fuck. What's the... What's the Harry Potter thing? The inconsolable... The thing Harry... The thing Harry was in the newspaper... What the fuck? Hold on, damn it. I've already made the shirt and I can't even remember what the what it Okay, it's me and Blake, but it's like that Harry Potter thing where Harry Potter is like being in trouble in the newspaper. I'm gonna have a picture up this whole time to make me look like even more of an idiot. But yeah, if you want that, ladies and gentlemen, make sure to go to merch dot a load of pure BS. Dot com. Are you looking up what it is? I just want to see. Undesirable? Yes, undesirable numbers B and S. And it's me and Blake on a shirt. Merch dot a load of pure But Those aren't numbers. Yeah, I thought about that when I made the shirt and then I immediately said fuck it. Uh, so, Blake, now we're moving on. We're moving on up to the east side. 
to talk about shitty movies. Rare okay, go. so we've got a fucking thing tonight. Yeah, dude, we're down to the final four of the BS Buckwild movie tournament. And this, I think, I'm going to be honest, I think this is the easier of the two. Because next week we have Space Jam going up against, um, is it Food Fight? No, it's Space Jam yeah. going up against Bad it's Lieutenant. Bad Lieutenant. Which is going to be a roughie. But right now, we have All Dogs Go to Heaven, which is a great film. Good, adorable film with dogs. Versus a, a movie that you, from the beginning, has said is your heater. Nothing But Trouble, <laughs> starring Danny Ackoy, or whatever the fuck that dude's name is. Danny Ackoy. Oh. So, yeah, dude, I don't know. I, I want you to... I know where I am right now. And it's a place that I've firmly been in for the past, since I knew this would go on to the Final Four. I need you to convince me that all dogs is worth beating. Nothing but trouble. <sighs> keep in mind... See, Scotty. Keep in mind, you do still have the cold open of the best accident to ever happen on Google fighting against you. The problem is... Okay. That I brought both of these movies to the table. I know you did. Like, that's the problem, is the fact that you're now gonna have to bring it, my boy. You gotta make a choice. You gotta draw the line in the sand. Okay. To which I have found a, um... An Entertainment Weekly article. What? Detailing... The 60 craziest things that are messed up in All Dogs Go to Heaven. Okay, I'm ready. Um, I'm just gonna, like, look through these. Let me see. First of all, I want you to tell me why some things that you think of are the craziest in Nothing But Trouble as, like, you understand it. Okay, so... I'm sorry, I was definitely reading an email. Could you please repeat what you just said? Just tell me some things that you think make Nothing But Trouble worthy of moving on. Since you're taking Nothing But Trouble this week. I have one fucking... Well, two, technically. Two fucking words for you. Tupac Shakur. <laughs> Tupac is in this movie! which has been directed by Dan Aykroyd and is a film that is so terrible, it is said to have almost ruined Dan Aykroyd's career. A career that, let me remind you, had been built up by Blues Brothers, by uh, Ghostbusters, numerous amazing films, and afterwards, Dan Aykroyd had to turn to vodka making. Ah, yes. Poor Danny boy and his vodka. Well, <laughs> hold on. I just now realized you have the ultimate comeback to that argument, which is the fact that I'm fairly sure one of your actresses died. <laughs> I can't. I can't bring that. I cannot do that. I know. I'm just saying, my boy. Oh. <laughs> uh, so... I don't know what to bring that could really, like... Because I, at this point, I've got everything that makes all dogs go to heaven. Like, I talked about the protagonist, how he's a horrible person up until the very end, to the point that he dies and goes to heaven. Yeah. But he is so driven by getting revenge that he leaves heaven. Yeah, he's a real fucked up dog. He's a rough dog. But that's... That is also fought against the fact that Dan Aykroyd's character, the judge in Nothing But Trouble, is such a fucked up character... Dude, he is. ...that he is an old man of a hundred and something years old, and he sentences even the minorest offenses to death and dismemberment. At the hands of a roller coaster, which... I have uh, heard a lot on Facebook from my Republican friends 
<laughs> about oh, no. about like you don't want to dismember someone, you want to kill them right away. This motherfucker puts you on a roller coaster to kill you. Which uh, what was the name of that roller coaster again, Blake? Mister Bonestripper. Bonestripper. So yeah, he kills you through Mister Bonestripper. Yep. And then at that point, I've got the the orphan girl who can talk to animals yeah. um, because animals can only talk within their species to each mm-hmm. other that uh, Charlie B. Barkin, our protagonist, uses and, quite frankly, abuses and manipulates yeah. to doing what he wants to gain said revenge on the dog that murdered him, Carface, right. who... Murdered him by getting him drunk. Well, hold on. And running him over with Let's a car. Let's also remind the viewers that there is a fucking dog in this named Carface. Yep. It's already pretty rough. Now, I'm on the Nothing But Trouble Wikipedia page because that's about as much investigation that I'm willing to do. Um, and just in the first words, the film's tone was compared to films such as Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein... Rocky Horror Picture Show. Now those seem like, yeah, I would go with a comedy horror. Psycho and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I don't think, I've seen clips of nothing but trouble. And I don't get a real Texas Chainsaw Massacre feel from it. Well, there is the whole, he tries to murder them with like weird ingenious traps and shit um to the point where like his own house is made to be this dark deadly maze but in one room they just fall into a bunch of toys and like a ball pit yeah, yeah, yeah. also i feel like we could probably bring up with nothing but trouble the fact that there's not really a good lesson taught out of it. Like, at least with all dogs go to heaven, you could come up with, like, don't be a shitty dog that gets other dogs drunk. But with this one, it's like, the guys did everything they could. They escaped, and even then, the judge comes back to get them in the end. Oh, yeah, because they escape, and they go to the state police. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And once the state police take them back to the town of Vulcanvania, like, it is revealed that the police are working with him to kill undesirables because they can't within their justice system. Yeah, exactly. And because of some old archaic laws, like, this judge has complete power over criminals in his jurisdiction. All right. I just kind of, we've discussed, firstly, it's Juan Arazi. Much like we're going to in the future. Um, I still love the fact that Chevy Chase only did it because him and da- Dan Aykroyd are friends, which is honestly why I think you do this podcast. Um, <laughs> I, I kind of want to go into the... Oh my god, dude. It is a novel how long the critical reception section is. Um, let's see. Though Aykroyd seems to be having the time of his life as the judge, Chase, Candy, and more appear much less animated than usual and downright embarrassed in most scenes. Uh, criticize the film's comedy considering its skit level, which, yeah. Well, to be quite honest, if, um, the other principals in that movie had committed as much as Dan Aykroyd yeah. did. It would, this would be a movie that people remember to this day <laughs> in a good way. If you would just commit. Why aren't you committing? Chevy, you are my friend. Someone referred to it as a mean-spirited effort. I mean, the boy just wanted to make a movie. I feel bad for... I'm starting to feel bad for Dan Aykroyd. The man makes a good vodka. He's... Certainly should make a good movie. Aykroyd proves that he cannot write an effective comedy. If he's acting, he should leave the direction to someone else. He called the film Nothing But Trouble. and Nothing But Trouble and Agony and Pain and Suffering and Obnoxious, Toxically Unfunny, Bad Taste. It's nothing but miserable. They generate approximately four laughs. (laughs) <laughs> that that's um, a good breakdown. 
what now I would also like to bring back some moments from um, All Dogs Go to Heaven that we've talked about before but the scene where Charlie goes to hell literally I think that was actually from our first uh, first outing with it and yeah dude that's really it's animated in an awesomely fucked up way which like animation has the power to like get fucked up very easily and I would say a Mm -hmm. live action couldn't rival it rival it until you look at Dan Aykroyd in that nasty ass makeup shh Well, there's also Bobo and Little Devil. Bobo and Little Devil. God, I forgot that was their names. Uh, Those were the twins, right? Yep. Because I remember we had... We had... What was his name? It was a... John Candy as a woman. John Candy as a woman, as like the granddaughter of the judge... Who uh, gets married to Chevy Chase. Wait, hold on. The ceremony goes through? I'm pretty sure because that's the whole point of the end of Nothing But Trouble. Yeah. Like, the town is destroyed and the people that lived in the town are moving elsewhere. And you see Dan Aykroyd who has Chevy Chase's driver's license. And he's just like, and he's son-in-law. Like, I'm going to live with my son-in-law. Get ready, banker. Which leads to Chevy Chase doing the, he ran so fast out of his wall that he left a Chevy Chase impression hole in. <laughs> a Chevy Chase shaped hole. Um, man. Damn, it's hard to take down nothing but trouble. I feel bad. Do you have any more all dogs? Dude. I, the thing is, like at this point, I've dried the all dogs well up. We've talked about the ray gun. We've talked about hell. We've talked about the wonderfully, like, sexually unknown alligator. Oh, yeah. Damn it. The alligator, too, dude. Yeah, King Gator. Hey, baby. It's me, King Gator. Who performed this wonderful dance and singing routine. That was on last And time. eventually does end up killing the villain. Wait, really? He pulls a Captain Hook on him? Oh, very much so. The gator chases Carface out of the water close to the very end, licking his lips and purring, delicious. Oh, God, dude. These are both so good, man. Yeah, these are two... These are two movies, like, one I brought from the beginning, one I wanted to save for the very end because I knew they would be, like... I, and I, if I remember correctly, at the very beginning of this, I said when I brought all dogs, this could at least go to the semifinals. Which is there. It is straight up in the semifinals. But it's hard to beat nothing but trouble, man. It's hard to beat nothing but like trouble. Only, having only seen one scene, it's seen, like I've only seen the Mr. Bone Shripper roller coaster scene. Did you not see the dinner scene? The dinner scene. I thought. I think we showed the dinner no, scene. No, no, no. We showed Mr. Bone Stripper, and we were going to show the dinner scene until I realized that Dan Aykroyd would get mad at me on YouTube and try, and try to take away our monetization money. And that's why I said no to the dinner scene. But, yeah, having just seen Mr. Bone Stripper, dude, it's, it's a convincing scene. And what's well, yeah. Then Bobo and Little Devil. Yeah, Bobo mm. and Little Devil. And I know he does it a lot, but John Candy and Dragon. This movie. He's a beautiful mm. woman. Mm-hmm. Well, no. What's bad is the fact that I really, I wanted to do everything I could to bring all dogs, all dogs to the finals, because I know next week I'm gonna bring it for Space Jam, and I knew Space Jam would probably be able to hold its own. Against all dogs. But fuck, dude. That's gonna be a battle. And it will be a battle uphill for Space Jam. Also, the penis nose. Yeah, that penis nose, dude. Like, the only argument I was gonna be able to bring was the fact that maybe the concept of Buck Wild... Like, it makes it more Buck Wild, the fact that as a kid, you didn't really care... Like, as a kid, you were able to get away with a lot more shit. And, but nothing but trouble since it was made for adults 
like it's less Buckwild since you knew it was Buckwild from the beginning. Yep. Now, there is one scene in All Dogs Go to Heaven where they bring the orphan girl to the horse track to bet and talk to horses and figure out which one's going to win. And she chooses one specifically only on the merit that it is his birthday. Oh, yeah, you told me about this, and I'm like, that's not how racing works. No, and also the fact that this horse is very clearly like a problematic, mentally impaired stereotype. Oh, no, dude. You know what? No, fuck it. Off of that, just that, nothing but trouble wins. All right, so Blake Tanner. We've done it. Nothing but trouble has moved on to the finals, which is unsurprising to everybody. They are like the Chicago Bulls of this tournament. They're just working their way to the end. But speaking of the Chicago Bulls, Michael Jordan's coming because Space Jam is next week. But for right now, buddy, what did you learn this week? Oh, God. I learned that we shot ourselves in the foot within the first five minutes, talked about some weird shit, and then got real gravy. That's right. And I learned that, uh, I learned that Blake Tanner, he's a man who, he's a man who knows how to sell a suit. You ever sell a suit, Blake? Blake Blake has left the call. (laughs) All right. And uh, so, Blake, where can they find you on the internet, buddy? You can find me at Blake A. Tanner on the Twitter. You can find me at Blake A. Tanner on Instagram. Darkroom Vidya on YouTube. Darkroom V-I-D-Y-A. And you can find me doing a lot of other stuff. That's right. And you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Moe. That's S-C-O-T-T-Y-E. Him, oh, you can buy my books on Amazon. Check out the Quizzle Corp series. It's spelled Q U E Z A L C O R P. It's a full trilogy. I just finished it recently and I'm really proud of it. And then, of course, BS versus the Gods. If you've liked what you've heard tonight, you're insane. I'm sorry. But if you want more of it, you can check it out in BS versus the Gods, the book where me and Blake. We fight Grecian gods, and it's awesome, and I built it all off the fact that I wanted to write a scene in a book where I'm on a giant unicorn and Blake's on a dragon shooting a machine gun, and I made it work somehow. So if you want to hear about that, check out BS vs. the Gods, ladies and gentlemen. And of course, make sure to go to a load of purebs.com and to check out all the other podcasts. There's Fight Boys, the pro wrestling podcast, Opposite Attractions, our theme park podcast, and then, of course merch or what the fuck and then of course fun fiction the brand new show where me and my friend brenna lauren clark we check out movies we check out tv shows and then of course based on that we read fan fiction and try to make fan fiction of our own we did solo this week so make sure to check that out and then of course make sure to pick you up some bs merch at merch.aloadofpurebs dot com and as always you can find us at a load of purebs.com buy our merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com donate to the patreon find us on facebook subscribe on youtube and remember you can find both of us on twitter at a load of pure bs except no substitutes and we'll see you guys next week